trapped. Ow, 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 woman, if I've told you once, I've told you a thousand times. You can't lift me with one hand, however strong you think you are. You need to use both hands. Did they teach you nothing in nursing school? <sighs> Luckily for me, you're getting a proper training here between muscles and Sarah. Oh, I feel so much more comfortable. Those pillows needed a good plumping up and a turning over. I never can bear it when the pillowcase becomes warm. It makes me hot and bothered all over. I can't rest until it's turned and I can feel the cooler side. Tiny things make the world of difference to me now. My nerves scream with irritation. I remember when Sarah first started coming here as night nurse and brought her knitting with her. Sitting in her corner chair, with the glow from her hooded lamp reflecting palely on the ceiling, she'd knit continuously. Only stop to check on me or to go to the loo herself. The clickety-clack of her damn knitting needles used to drive me crazy. I would rage against them. I sometimes screamed that it sounded like a never-ending train clacking away noisily in that corner. How was I to sleep? Made no difference to her, of course. Now, if I wake up and don't hear that sound, I get unsettled. It usually means she's gone to the loo, but till I hear it again, I can't rest. Isn't that strange, muscles? The same sound that agitated me now calms me, and so many things that I used to love now agitate me. When you put your hand under my head like that and lift me up so you can look deep into my eyes, my heart just fills up and overflows. I know you love me, muscles, and no man's love has been tested more, I know that. I'm just a crutchety old thing, and sometimes I shout and complain a lot, I know, but it's so frustrating that no one listens or understands. And if it wasn't for you, I'd have given up a long time ago. It's bad to be this way. Being here and not being here, there's no pretending it's not. But it's not all bad. Yesterday, when the kids were here, little sweetie taught me how to make the font on a WhatsApp message come up in bold. Do you know how to do that? I'm sure you don't. But I do now. Fat lot of use it is to me. But I know how. That's the important thing. I always was curious about everything. And only you pander to my curiosity anymore. You still treat me the same, don't you, my love? Tell me what's going on, read me the news, discuss things with me, including my side of things, which you get right most of the time, you clever fella. I know you encouraged Bobby to bring his library book on Norse mythology here and read it aloud to me. I enjoyed that. And he loved it too. It was a magical way for me to share and connect with my grandson. He's always shy to talk to me. Sweetie never has a problem. You're a very smart fellow, Muscles. Have I told you that before? <laughs> I know I have, but it bears repeating. You're so much tough, Muscle. People don't expect you to have a brain as well. That would be too many gifts in just one body. Brawn and brain both? 
but they don't know the half of it, do they, dearest? There's heart too. The biggest heart in the whole world. Who else would love me through all this? I'm sorry about that tantrum yesterday. I felt so ashamed of myself when I saw how upset you were. But really, a nurse is supposed to be like Sarah, or pity, always observant. That's what you pay them so much for. And don't tell me they don't cost much, I know they do. I've heard others discuss it, fools who think I can't hear them, that they're good but they cost an arm and two legs, and that I'm damn lucky you're willing to shell out that kind of money to look after me. This idiot thinks that because I can't complain, she can do whatever she likes. Well, she can't. I'm hair-trigger sensitive, much more than I was before, and everything has to be just right. The sponge water, the room temperature, the bed sheets. My body was sweating profusely. And what does she do? Gives me what she calls a nice hot sponge. A person with half an eye could have guessed I needed a cool sponge. But she doesn't like cool water, so it seems I can't have it either. I was in a rage of frustration and she just didn't comprehend. Thick as a block of wood. But you had me sorted in two seconds, didn't you, my love? I know it's just a few days and Pity will be well and back again. I know you won't let her near me while she has the tiniest sniffle. I'll try to be good, I promise. Bobby and Sweetie have done really well in school, haven't they? I'm so proud of our grandchildren, truly I am. Sweetie drew me a card. Did you see it? Did that silly woman put it safely? She's not very good at art. Sweetie, I mean, not the nurse. Bobby's much better. Sweetie will be good at maths and science, I'm sure of it. She's so matter-of-fact and logical and straight-arrow. And Bobby? At literature and philosophy. He's a sensitive soul. He can sense unspoken things. He's intuitive. And even at this young age, he trusts his intuition to guide him correctly. Sometimes he climbs up here where I can see him and just stays there silently, holding my gaze for minutes on end. It fills my heart with delight. I feel he can see me. He can hear me. He knows the real me, the one that's trapped inside, locked in and can't get out. Even if tears roll out of my eyes, he doesn't stop. Sweetie would never do something like that. She's like a rabbit going hop, hop, hop from one thought to the next. Can't sit still for two minutes together. Whatever enters her head comes spilling straight out of her mouth. She says the most inappropriate things sometimes muscles. But I suppose I'm the safest person to say them to. It's not as if I can spread her secrets. She never stays where I can see her. But I have to be fully alert when she's talking. If I drift off for a second, I've lost track of what she's saying and I'll never catch up again. You just have to listen hard and jump to connections with her when she jumps. It's a rigorous round of mental calisthenics. Muscles, do you know what I was yearning for? French fries. I know I can't eat them. But I wish I could get you to bring them in and just let me smell them. Ah, that hot, oily, salty smell. 
Oh gosh, my mouth is actually watering just thinking of them. Thank you, my dear. That's what I mean. Isn't it her job, Miss Pity Substitute? Why should you be wiping my dribble? There is one thing I like about her though, I'll admit. I like her massage. After the sponging and powdering, she gives my hair a good strong brushing. All of you are too gentle. She pulls and scrapes and tugs out all the knots and plaits it fresh twice a day. Then she rolls me this way and that like a cylinder of dough and gives me some sharp karate chops with the sides of her hands. And she plumps up the pillows and turns them over as she's been taught to and tightens up all the bedclothes. Ah, oh, it's fantastic. I feel totally refreshed. And there's only one other thing I look forward to the very most in my whole day. In my whole life now. Oh, my dearest muscles. How can I tell you how much I love these full body hugs? With your body pressed to mine and your long heavy leg draped over my body. And your sheltering arms above and below me. And your head nestled on my chest and your warm breath flowing over me. I can smell your shampoo and feel your hair against my cheek. How much silver it has in it now. I feel so guilty knowing I'm the one who's put it there. I wait for these hugs morning and evening every day. I live only for these moments. They make me feel human again. Not just a slab of stony flesh. Make me feel like a woman again. You know they make me cry sometimes, but do you know how deliriously, madly happy they make me every single time? I love you, muscles, and I always will. What I don't understand is how you continue to love me. After a long time, muscles extricated himself and rolled off the bed. He'd heard his wife's heartbeat escalate when he lay down beside her and took her in his arms. He'd held her immobile body through the jumps and skips her heart gave until it settled down into a steady, happy beat. And he'd stayed there in silence for a good long time until she was completely relaxed and fulfilled. Then he kissed her tenderly and looked deep into her still, unmoving eyes and said, I love you, my darling. Nothing will ever change that. Just imagine if her mind was working and she was alert inside and could see and hear everything that went on around her. If she was trapped in there and couldn't get a message out telling him what she was feeling or what she needed. The most terrible punishment for a woman as alive and curious as she'd been. She couldn't talk. She couldn't eat or drink. She couldn't smile, though sometimes she cried, the fat tears rolling down her cheeks in long, continuous ribbons, often from no cause they could decipher. She couldn't move her limbs or her body or even her eyes. But perhaps she could see and perhaps she could hear. They said she might. And definitely she could feel his love. He absolutely knew that for sure. If it took a hundred years, he'd be there for her. 
and hope every day that perhaps today would be the day she'd break out. It could happen. It might happen. It had happened to others. Until then, he'd be there. He sat down beside her bed. He knew she couldn't see him when he sat there, so he held her hand as he opened the book to where he'd left it the last time and started to read aloud. They considered it deeply. It was a chance they might have to take. It had the potential to bring untold joy.